This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another unbiased, in-depth episode of The Drop Podcast. Our focus is on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other topics from around the NHL. So when the ref hands out that game misconduct penalty, tell him you don't care because you wanted to listen to the latest episode of The Drop Anyway. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back once more for another edition of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Descott. You guys know the drill. The Blues had their second game against the Blackhawks Saturday night. And before we get into that game recap, and of course at the end of all the highlights, we'll get to my thoughts. Wanted to give everybody an update on Joel Edmondson and, of course, uh, Robbie Fabry. Edmondson expects to be back by Thursday against Calgary at the latest Saturday, but most likely Thursday. I think we'll see Robbie Fabry probably on October 20th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's the word I'm getting, but it may be sooner. I think the coaches and the staff are leaving some of it up to him as to when he wants to come back. I think they know where he's at right now. But no matter when he comes back, I know most Blues fans are going to wish the guy well. I'm hoping he can contribute to the team. I'm hoping he can continue his NHL career and not hurt that knee again. That would be great. Now getting into the game against the Blackhawks, the Blues wanted to come out quickly. Man, did they come out quickly. I thought they looked really, really good in the first several minutes of this game. Put pressure on Cam Ward, and that pressure would pay off on a goal by Colton Pareko. And when it happened, I had just said about 30, 40 seconds before that, man, he's got to shoot the puck more. Colton Pareko's got to shoot the puck more. Well, this time he did shoot the puck, and he put it past Cam Ward, and he gave the Blues a one to nothing lead in the first period. And then Seabrook roughs up O'Reilly, but Maroon gets it free. Great pass, Pareko in front. He scores! Pareko, a power play goal. He crushed it. Well, Colton Pareko had a chance to fire one just before that. He said he played it to Ryan O'Reilly to his left. This time, no mistake whatsoever. The goaltender's going to come out, and it had some heat on it as well. Huge goal for the Blues to get up one to nothing. A huge goal for Colton Pareko. The Blues need him to shoot more, as I said in my opening monologue. He gets the puck a lot, and he's open a lot with some good chances. That time he went ahead and shot the puck about 30, 40 seconds earlier. He didn't, but this time it went past Cam Ward, and the Blues are up one to nothing. As I said, that would be Pareko's first goal. Maroon gets his first assist. O'Reilly gets his second assist. Power play goal, 14 minutes, 42 seconds in, and the Blues are up one to nothing. That one to nothing lead wouldn't last too long, but fortunately for us, the Blues would add to that one nothing lead just about uh, two minutes and 40 seconds later on a beautiful goal by Vladimir Tarasenko. Try to tuck it under the pad of Ward. And oh, down man. by O'Reilly. hit to Tarasenko. Wide open in front. He scores! Tarasenko! What a hit by Patty Maroon as he and big Brent Seabrook, two number sevens go at it. Seabrook down, Maroon goes to the front of the net, and the Blues end up scoring with Tarasenko red hot against the Chicago Blackhawks. Awesome first period for the Blues, and they continue their success with that goal by Tarasenko. Right before that, Maroon, it came right in on Ward, almost scored a goal himself. Didn't stop there. Maroon continued the play, put a big hit on Seabrook, which allowed Vladimir Tarasenko to be open. He takes it right to the net against Ward, puts it past him. Two to nothing Blues, huge goal for the Blues. 
That goal was 17 minutes, 22 seconds in. Vladimir Tarasenko gets his first goal of the year, and Ryan O'Reilly gets his third assist. But it wouldn't be that way too long. The Blues played some bad defense, and Jonathan Taves, just about a minute and eight seconds after Tarasenko, gets Chicago on the board to make it 2-1 to one late in the first period. Now the Hawks get it in. Here's to bring it to the late man, Gustafson. He got rid of that one. The rebound, they score! A hot bounce from the end boards, and the captain right there, Jonathan Taves, able to cut the St. Louis lead in half. Gustafson gets this puck, Pat. It gets deflected, but Taves goes to the front of the net and beats Jake Allen. That is a huge response. It was a huge response from the Blackhawks, but it's just some bad luck for the Blues. Gustafson took the pass from Debrinkit. He went to shoot it. It went off the backboards right in front of the goal. And I guess Jake Allen could have saved it. But man, Jonathan Taves, he's going to put that past most goaltenders nine out of 10 times. So it's now two to one, 18 minutes, 30 seconds in. Taves gets his second goal of the season. Gustafson gets his second assist. Debrinkit gets his first assist. Going into the second period, you're hoping the Blues can continue to play well, not make any mistakes. They did outshoot Chicago 9-8 to in the first period. Second period would be a totally different story, and things would start to fall apart early when Patrick Kane tied the game up just a minute 33 into the second period. And he missed Kane with a pass attempt on a turnaround effort. Now it's Kane, waiting, wiring. He scores! Patrick Kane! Tremendous patience, picked his spot, found it, we're tied at two. Boy, circle the wagons, net front presence. I believe by Brandon Saad standing right in front of Jake Allen, and Allen never saw it, and Kaner goes top shelf. Blues had an issue defensively in that second period, and it was allowing guys to get in the middle of the ice and roam around that middle of the ice spot about 25 to 35 feet out, and it paid off for the Blackhawks that time. Bowmeister was in front of the net, trying to get his guy out of the front of the net. I guess that's what he was trying to do. Didn't work. What happened was he ended up screening Jake Allen. Jake never saw the shot and were tied at two. That goal would be Kane's second of the year. Schmaltz gets his first assist, as I said, just one minute, 33 seconds in. Kind of deflated the Blues a little bit. I wouldn't say it was a bad second period, but the beginning of it wasn't great. I don't think they played as well in the second period. And Chicago would take the lead. Just about nine minutes later, Marcus Kruger would get his first goal of the year, 10 minutes, 25 seconds into the second, to make it 3-2 to two, Chicago. And the Blackhawks are making a statement. Kane on the counterattack, driving and shooting. Rebound, they score! A tap-in for Marcus Kruger. A huge play defensively by Brent Seabrook. Leads to an odd man rush the other way. Kruger from Kane. 3-2, Chicago. Schmaltz gets it up to the neutral zone. Kane with the quick shot, and Kruger, who was fresh off the bench, finds it in the back of the empty net. That goal was, of course, all caused by Seabrook kind of knocking the pass away from Petrangelo, who has taken it in to the offensive zone. Steen tries to recover. Steen just falls down, lost a little bit of his blade there. That just happens sometimes. And Kruger and Kane head down the ice. Kane shoots it. Jake makes the first save. Goes off his pad. Kruger's right there, and he puts the Blackhawks up. Of course, three to two. That would be Kruger's first goal. King gets his second assist of the season, and Schmaltz gets his second assist of the season. Three to two. Ten minutes, twenty-five seconds into the second. The rest of the second period, I thought the Blues played okay. Not great. Chicago did outshoot them eleven to eight in that period. The Blues coming into the third period, 
You want them to make a statement. You want them to show, hey, yeah, you can take advantage of some of our mistakes, but we're not going to give up. And they did not give up. In fact, Vladimir Tarasenko already had one goal, got a power play goal just three minutes, 58 seconds into the third to tie this game up at three each. In front, Maroon. Back door. Tarasenko. What a save by Ward. Did he get a stick on that? Unbelievable save. Another shot by Bozak. And a save by Ward again. And it's under Tyler Bozak. Maroon gets it free. And now back for Dunn. And it's buzzing in here. The Blues can't believe they didn't score. To the line now to Tarasenko. He fakes it. And works in a shot off the arm of Ward. And we get the horn. Darren, they might review this, and they obviously will. As They did review it, and it was a good goal for Tarasenko. What happened is he was open on the stick side of Ward, put the puck over the line. Ward's stick went over the line to hit the puck back out. A valiant effort by Ward. But good thing that Toronto's seen it, and Tarasenko gets his second goal of the game, and the Blues' second power play of the game. Three minutes, 58 seconds in. We are tied at three apiece. Like I said, that's Tarasenko's second goal of the year. Maroon, the newcomer, gets his second assist. O'Reilly gets his fourth assist. He's been playing well these first two games. Three apiece, guys. The Blues are back in this game. Well, you're thinking, hey, they're back in this game now. Let's make a push. Let's get another quick goal. Well, dang, it was a quick goal. Just 22 seconds later, the guy that I really don't think deserves to be playing, that's Chris Butler. I would give some time to some young guys over him. But man, he puts the Blues up 4-3. to Like I said, just 22 seconds after Tarasenko. What a big goal by Chris Butler. Now handed back to Schwartz in front of Barnashev. He missed it. And then Butler the drive. He scores! The Butler has done it! And the Blues have taken a 4-3 to lead! Well, this line tweaking by Mike Yo and Craig Berube has paid dividends. And the Blues have changed the momentum of this game around. A seeing eye shot through traffic and over the shoulder of the goaltender. Amazing look right there under the bar and in a perfect shot from Butler. Huge shot from Butler, but I got to give Jaden Schwartz a lot of credit on that. He was behind the net a little bit on the side and just passed it back to Barbashev. Barbashev missed it. Butler's right there, takes the shot. It was a seeing eye shot, goes over the shoulder, stick side of Cam Ward, and the Blues are up 4-3. to three. What an exciting game. Of course, that's Butler's first goal of the year. Barbashev gets his first assist. Schwartz gets his first assist. Four minutes, 20 seconds in. The Blues have the lead 4-3. to three. You're feeling really good about it, and then instantly, about two and a half minutes later, it hits you and you feel down. When Jonathan Taze gets his third goal of the year and his second of the game, to tie it up four to four. Back comes to Brinkett, dropped it, uh, shot Yoki Haru, the rebound, and they score! Jonathan Taves, after Yoki Haru got it to the net, the rebound available and Taves, under duress, able to tie things up at four. Well, how about the save at the other end from Cam Ward, and then this puck is like a pinball machine. And how often do we talk about it, partner? You want to score goals, you got to get to the front of the net. And the puck finds the captain, and it bounces in, I think, off Alex Petrangelo and goes top shelf from Taves. How often do you see that in hockey when a team has a good scoring opportunity? They come down the other end and they get a goal. Whether it's a goal that goes off a player like this one did with Alex Petrangelo, 
after Jake Allen made the initial save. Jonathan Tay shoots the puck. I think it may have even gone wide if it wouldn't have hit. Looks like it may have went up the upper part of his leg, side of his leg, goes right in the net, and we are tied at four apiece. An exciting game. If you're a Blues fan, you're hating it. If you're a Blackhawks fan, you're loving it. That would be Jonathan Tay's third goal of the year. Dabrinkit gets his second assist. Yoki Hanu gets his first assist. Six minutes, 59 seconds in, tied at four. The rest of the third period, we'd see some things go back and forth. Both teams had a few opportunities. The Blues did outshoot Chicago in the third period, 13 to nine. We go into OT, another bad break for the Blues, and Jonathan Taze gets the hat trick, two minutes and 20 seconds into OT, and gives the Blackhawks the two points. There's a long lead past Tarasenko in on Yoki Haru. Dropped it back, done. Smothered by Sad and a breakaway for Taze. He's in alone. Front center ice to win it. Hawks win. Hawks win. A hat trick for Jonathan Taze. After a shot block in one end, leads to a breakaway in another. Hawks, who trailed 2 0 in the game, have won it in OT 5 4. Well, Henry Yoki Haru does a great job on Vladimir Tarasenko, prevents him from getting any kind of a shot and Brandon Saad with the shot block and Taze from the far blue line in goes right over the glove of Jake Allen. Tough break for the Blues. They get an offensive opportunity in overtime. Tarasenko's taking the puck in. Puck goes back to Dunn. Dunn kind of whiffs on it, gets blocked, goes back and uh, Taze has got a breakaway and you know Jonathan Taze is going to make most of those. So uh, Chicago gets the two points. The Blues get the one. And, of course, the Blues fall to 0-1-1. Uh, Chicago goes to 2-0, and so uh, Chicago's looking good at the beginning of the season. The Blues need to make some adjustments. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game, and then we're going to get into the post-game interviews. Shots on goal were even, 30-30. to Face-offs, nice again to see. The Blues win 56%. Chicago got 44 That's going to pay off for us, guys, in the long run. Power play, the Blues were 2-for-6. 30 33%. I'll take that any day. The Blackhawks were 0 for 4. The Blues were more physical, 26 hits to the Blackhawks, 15. Jonathan Taves gets a hat trick, his second, third, and fourth goals of the year. King gets two goals and an assist. Kruger gets a goal. Cam Ward makes 26 saves. Tarasenko, of course, gets his first two goals of the season. O'Reilly has three assists. Maroon has two assists. And Jake Allen makes 25 saves. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Butler, who put the Blues up 4-3. to three. Then we're going to hear from O'Reilly, the newcomer, and of course, Coach Mike on the Blues' second loss in a row and why he feels they lost this game. It's a scary team to play. Um, it's a scary team to play when you kind of start trading chances. And if you look at the goals that they got, I don't know, I wouldn't say we mismanaged the puck, but... Maybe sometimes we were jumping and filling holes and filling lanes when maybe we should play it a little bit more safe. Because if you look at you look at the way they counterattack and how dangerous they are offensively, I think that's what killed us tonight. Is it just a product of their speed? Ah, it's a product of their speed, their skill, their creativity. Um, and they play a bit of a unique style. If you look at how they try and spread you out, um, they try and create a lot of speed through the neutral zone, and they try and back you off. So as a D-man, you don't have great gaps against their skilled players, and then they make good plays. For a minute, uh, you, you thought maybe your shot, your goal might have uh, been the game winner, right? Yeah, nice to get them. Uh, they feel a little bit better in a win, but uh, nice to nice to contribute offensively. Uh, 
had a number of shots the other day that missed the six by four. So nice to finally hit it tonight. A lot of goals allowed by by the team in, in the in the two games here. How do you just tighten up on defense? Communication. Uh, I think that's where you start if you look at how they play in the offensive zone. Once they get moving, they're tough to stop. Uh, so making sure that our first guy uh, is pinning or getting physical to kind of stop their momentum because uh, once you get stopped, once you get pinned, it's kind of hard to get out of there. But if you watch how dangerous they are once they start rolling, it's uh, it creates a lot of problems for you. We got caught watching and kind of got away from our game plan a bit. Um, see, yeah, with the start we had, we were, we were really getting pucked down low below their goal line and being heavy and, you know, we seemed to create. And in the second period, you know, I give credit, they made a push, but still, we, were, you know, we could have played, we could have made better plays and just got back and, you know, played a little smarter and we got away from it and came back uh, to hurt us. So, Seesaw, fair. what could you guys have done maybe a little better to protect the lead tonight? Uh, you know, it's a tough one. I, I was out there for the last one and tried to join the, join the rush and, you know, you got to think defense there. You know, you got to lead. You got to be smart, and and you know, it's, it's a it's a mistake. You know, I myself have to be better, but you know, just being supporting the puck. You know, make sure we got one guy going hard, and everyone's got to be think of defense first. And it's just yeah, it hurt us tonight. Certainly looked much better tonight. Yeah, we did some good things. You know, it's you know the game is there for us. We had so many chances there at that last one. Uh, you know, the full two minutes, we're we're getting good looks, we're shooting it, we're getting it back. It's it's what you want, but you just want results, you know. It's the motion we want and, you know, having the puck and getting things to the net, but we want to get something in, especially in a crucial time like that. Uh, the game was there for us. Happy your goaltender rebounded here tonight. Yeah, he, you know, he played great tonight. He gave us a great chance. He made some huge stops, when, especially when, you know, we opened the door a bit and we're making mistakes. He stood on his head for us. and. You know, we, we have to be better in front of them. You know, we can't we can't rely on him every night. We've got to be smarter and, and better that way. Ten, ten goals allowed in the game. How do you We start playing. That's it right now. So let's quit playing shinny hockey and let's start playing real hockey. Um, so it's, it's correctable, and it's just a matter of us figuring out how long we want it to take before we decide if we want to be a good team or if we want to be a team that, that plays the game without purpose on, and as far as doing the little things and the things that it takes to win hockey games. There, there are a lot of counterattacks. Gotcha. What, what, what did you see there? Well, we have we have no concern right now uh, as far as turning pucks over, and you know everything right now is let's go try to score a goal, and we're more concerned about that than we are about making sure we don't give up one. And uh, and obviously against a team like this, we just got uh, sucked right into the game that they wanted to play tonight. Well, I mean, probably pump it down low. It's it, the guy got on him pretty quick. If we we looked at it again, we we're hoping that he had a chance to shoot it. I don't know if he did or not, but um, but. That's the one play. There, obviously, there's a lot of those tonight. That was three on three. That can happen easily. Um, again, being aware of what's behind you and making sure that you're not losing pucks in areas. Uh, I thought that there was a lot of other things throughout the course of the game that shouldn't even got to that point, though. And uh, and so again, for me, it's it's mindset, and we'll use the week this week properly then to make sure that we get our mindset proper here to make sure that we start playing the right way. To you know. It's hockey, but to lose two leads at home, that's kind of be tough. To well, it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. And like I said, this is not winning hockey that we're playing right now. So, you know, this is, this is 
we can we can try to analyze or figure out whatever the reasons are. Maybe we, maybe we just think that we're good. Maybe um, maybe with more competition, guys are thinking that if they go out and score a little bit more, then that'll put them ahead of the game. Um, the really the way that you're going to get ahead of the game is is make winning plays. And when I'm when it comes to ice time, that's how it's going to be doled out. If a guy is you know going to do things that helps us win hockey games, and that could be keeping the puck out of the net. Obviously, that could be offense too. Then he's going to get more opportunity. If somebody is hurting us, then he's going to start to lose opportunity. That's that's just the nature of the game. Mike, are these mistakes, they come in all three zones of the ice? Yeah, you look at the turnovers we had, they're they're all over the ice, yes. yeah. And uh, and again, for me, it's easily corrected, but it's, it's how you prepare, and it's the mindset that you have going into the game, and it's what you take pride in. And uh, not enough pride in the little things, in, like I said, making winning hockey plays. And so we, we have to fix that. We also have to get much harder. We have to get much harder on the puck, but way too much around our net. It, you know, we can't allow these secondary opportunities. We, you know, we're, we're not helping Jake at all. He's making saves, and then next thing you know, there's a secondary opportunity going in. We've got to be harder. We've got to be stronger. We've got to be more determined there. No, I think it's just. I think that honestly, that that there's more determination on, on the other team's side than there is on ours in 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 those battles. So, again, that's that's winning hockey. We have to remember what that is. <coughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that first off, I I see not enough guys willing to pay a price to block shots that are that are um, getting to the front of the net, and. Obviously, we're losing battles, and, and some of that is just uh, it starts it starts before the puck has arrived there. It starts with your box out, not allowing him to get there, and once he gets there, now it's just a one-on-one battle. It's his stick versus you. Tie up his stick and make sure he doesn't score. You talked about the passing the other night. Was passing erratic tonight? Well, we had some good passes right on their tape. You know, that's the that's the, it's a bad recipe. I thought that there was parts of the game where it was good. When we were doing the right things, obviously we scored four goals tonight. Um, you know, and I would say that there is not one of those goals. Uh, you know, obviously we get a couple power play goals. The goals we're getting, we're doing the right things. So um, if if we want to score goals, we'll do the right things. If we want to win games, we'll do the right things. If we want to continue down this path, then it'll lead to a lot of frustration. Let's go ahead and look at the negatives. The Blues lost five to four in overtime. Not good. A lot of mistakes, a lot of bad passes, as Mike Yo said, right on the sticks of the Chicago players. A lot of guys being a little lackluster, allowing guys to come right in on goal on Jake Allen. And those type of mistakes, a lot of time, are mental mistakes. That can be fixed a little bit. I don't think it's a lack of talent. Uh, so hopefully the Blues can fix those mistakes and learn from those and move forward. Because as Mike Yo said, it's going to be very frustrating, a very frustrating season if the Blues don't fix those. But one positive thing that I did see, actually several positive things, they scored four goals. Uh, I think their offense looked a little bit better than it did against the Winnipeg Jets on Thursday night. Not that it looked bad against the Jets. I think they uh, were more organized, especially when it came to the power play. They knew what they were doing. They knew where they wanted to pass it. They knew where they wanted the puck to go. And I thought that was a positive. Sammy Blay, can't say enough about him. Jordan Cairo, can't say enough about him. I thought he just had a great, great game. We've got some good young players here. And uh, I'd made a comment about Thomas looked good. And somebody said, oh, 
well, he only played six minutes. Yeah, that's true. But I thought you noticed him when he was out there. And that's one thing that you can judge a player, especially a young player. If you kind of notice him in a good way, that, that's great. If you notice him make mistakes, that's bad. But you noticed him on the ice. I thought he had some good minutes out there. Wasn't a lot of minutes, but he's getting to where he needs to be. And the Blues are bringing him along slowly, which is what I think they need to do. Moving ahead, like I said, they've got to make some adjustments this week before they play the Flames on Thursday. Then they're back at it against the Blackhawks on Saturday. So they've got some redemption coming up. If they could beat the Flames and they beat the Blackhawks, we're back at 2-2. Two and two. So before anybody starts jumping off the ship, let's give this team a little bit to gel. There were times on Saturday night where I thought they gelled very well, especially Maroon, O'Reilly, and Tarasenko. Uh, Schwartzy is looking good. You know, we've got a lot of positive things to look forward to here. I know a lot of people are going to bring out the obvious. Jake Allen's allowed 10 goals, but a lot of those goals guys are due to defensive lapses. You can't make mistakes like that. We've got to move forward from there, try to stay positive and see what this team can do in the next couple games. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, treat others like you would like to be treated, and of course, Let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. If you want to download this episode, past episodes, or subscribe to The Drop, you can find us online at droppodcast.com, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast. For more information about Lineup Media FM or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.